Let's talk Tanya for the fifth of Davis. Yesterday we spoke about two possible outcomes when a person engages with klipasnega. And klipasnega is something which is permitted. Outcome number one is when a person engages with something like a mensch. You're a person, you're using your mind, you're being mindful. However, it's not holiness. And what happens then? As we said, then you just didn't impact it. It stays klipasnega. Option number two is that you engage something more than like a mensch. You engage something as a neshama, as a soul, as a part of godliness. Then you're elevating um, the action or the item with which you're interacting. The third outcome, which we're going to be talking about today, is obviously the least desirable of them, and that is when you engage with something not like a neshama, but also not like a mensch, but like an animal. When you're fressing, when a person fresses, eats like a pig, or behaves in, in a way that's not befitting of a human being, even if it's permitted. Um, again, we're not talking about the issue isn't that it's not, you're not doing it for the sake of heaven, you're not doing it in a holy way, you're not even expressing your basic humanity. And when that happens, the outcome is that you're actually dragging down that item, which was klipas nega, and now it becomes gimel klipas atmeis, and now it becomes, you're lowering it down to the lower category of klipa. And it remains there until you return and you start serving God once again. When the Alter Rebbe in the Tanya, when he finishes that, so then he moves on back to the discussion about the lower level of Klippah. So what happens when a person actually interacts with and engages something which is forbidden? A person does an Avera, does something wrong. A person eats something which isn't kosher. Or a person uh, desecrates the Shabbos or whatever else it may be. What happens then? So we know, again, the, the energy which you expended in that, in, in that action is, is right now lowered into the Gimel Klippus Hatmeus, that lower category of Klippa. Um, the item also becomes, uh, is, is uh, lowered down into the, um, or actually it remains as part of the lower, la- lower category of Klippa. But until when? Can that action, can that act ever be redeemed? And on a simple level, the answer is no. That the energy which you expended in that action remains trapped in klipa until Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, there won't be any more klipa, and then everything, the truth of everything will be revealed, the holiness within everything will be, will be revealed. However, there is an exception to that rule, and that is when a person does tshuva, but we're talking about a high-level tshuva. A tshuva, which is called the tshuva mi'ava, when you repent because of love for Hashem. Then the Talmud tells us, that when a person does tshuva me'ava, then zdoinus nasu le'kezachias, the averus that the person has done, the sins that the person has done, they actually become merits, they become mitzvahs. What is the logic behind that? The Alter Rebbe explains. Where does tshuva me'ava come from? This tremendous, passionate tshuva that a person does out of love for God, where does that come from? That becomes when a person is in a place which is dark, which is meaningless, which is so coarse, and the person then becomes so thirsty for God. The relationship with God that comes after that is so much more powerful than the relationship that is with God that is enjoyed by a tzaddik or someone who has never experienced that darkness and that thirst. So it turns out when a person has that incredible, passionate relationship with God, what caused it? What brought about that heightened relationship with God, that heightened intensity? It is the avarious that person has done, the sins that that person has done. The gimel klipas hatmeis that that person has engaged, and therefore, because those averus become part of your journey 
towards God and towards a heightened relationship with God, they themselves also become transformed into mitzvahs. Now, yesterday we mentioned that all klipa, actually it might have been two days ago, we mentioned that all klipa ultimately is a shell. A shell means that there is a godly intent within it also. That is its truth. So, for example, the cheeseburger. There's its truth, and there's what it advertises, what it tells, because it has a klipa, because it's a shell, so it doesn't really tell you the truth of what it is. Its shell is, its exterior is, come, I'm delicious, eat me. But that's not its truth. You know what its truth is? Its truth is, don't eat me, because I want, by you not eating me, you should do the mitzvah of eating kosher. That's its truth, which is concealed. But today, in today's Tanya, we find out there's an even deeper truth. The deepest truth of the cheeseburger is, don't eat me. Yes, but if you do happen to eat me, which you should not do, by the way, but if you do, my even, my even deeper truth is that I actually can lead you to an even deeper relationship with God. But that's only something which we say in hindsight. We don't say that, obviously, that's only in retrospect. We don't say that a person should in any which way engage with uh, Gimel Klub Satmeis because God says don't do it. But ultimately, if a person does do it, in hindsight, we look back and say, wow, this actually can lead me to even greater and deeper relationship with God. And tomorrow's Tanya, we're going to find out that there are two interesting variants to Gimel Klipos Hatmeis.